Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Anyway, the episode today, the topic of it, is very fitting because of the time of year that it is. Now, it's not Christmas quite yet, but it is the holidays. And so today's episode is all about mental health during the holidays and how to preserve our mental health and how to keep the holidays fun and good yet minimize the amount of stress and headache that the holidays can cause. So before we get into that, let's catch up. Let's talk about what has been going on. Well, I think it's been like, I skipped one week, I might have skipped two weeks. My bad, life happens, okay. Actually, I think I did skip like two weeks. I don't know, I am sorry that I missed a few weeks. Anyway, I'm back now. Yeah, I do take brief intermissions um, kind of often now that you can go back and look at my track record, but just know I am doing my best, and... You know, that is all I can do. That's all you can do as well, is do your best. So, what has been happening lately? Um, So, during the brief uh, intermission, I went to Florida. I'm pretty sure I got back from Florida like a month and a half ago. Maybe a month ago. I'm not really sure. I do not know where the time went. And I do not have any concept or a sense of time. So, in Florida, I went with my family. It was really good to see them. Um, But for the Coughlin vacations, what I like to do is I always like to fish wherever I go. Okay? Now, I do love to fish. That's one reason I came out to um, the college that I am at because of the fishing. I have tried to fish here, um, but you know what? For some reason, the fish just don't want to bite. Now, I can actually, nope, I can't say that. The fish just don't want to bite my line. You know, I do go fishing, and the same spot as another person, when they leave, they tell me, like, oh, yeah, just caught, like, three or four, kind of a slow day. But they're in there and stuff, so I'm like, okay, good. They're in there. This person literally just caught some fish before this. These fish are in this area of water. I'm bound to catch a fish. Guess what? I don't catch a fish. In fact, I have caught zero fish in the whole time that I have gone fishing and I have tried to fish. So, did I pick my college solely based on the fishing? No, but was that a huge factor? Okay, no, not a huge factor. Obviously, I'm in college for education. But do I forget that? Yes. Do I get distracted with other college things and not schoolwork? Yes was another big reason why I came to this college to fish because it's an enjoyable outdoor activity for me. Yes. Have I tried to fish? Yes. Do I catch any fish? No. But hey, at least I am outside. At least I am getting my vitamin D. Or C. Or E. At least I am getting my vitamins. I don't know which vitamin it is. I am a business major. Now, I don't know. I really don't think that the business major had anything to do with that statement. Anyway, 
Oh, we just got off on a tangent. Okay, Florida, fishing. Anyway, on vacations, I really like to go fishing wherever I am. So, God rod, try to go fishing. I did catch one fish. I know, I'm very impressed. But, now, I don't know. To me, I caught a fish. To other people, like my family, says it didn't count. Now, I didn't drop the fish off the side of the pier, or like, okay, I was pier fishing, so it's like about, I don't even know how tall the piers are, 100 feet, 50 feet, 75 feet high. No, it, it would probably have to be like from the top of the water to my rod. It would probably have to be like, I would say 50 feet. So, it's not that I was, like, reeling up that bad boy, and then he just, like, fell off. Not like that. But why my family doesn't think it counts is because when I reeled that sucker up, I snagged that fish. You know, not even a snag in the mouth, a snag in the stomach. Like, obviously, this fish was not about to eat my bait. Was not about to eat it. Also, probably did not want to get snagged, but here my rod comes in, probably reeling that hook up super fast, snag it in the belly, comes up like backwards, but I'm like, hey, I got that fish onto the pier, right? I got onto the pier, like the boat, like, it's like when you get your fish on the boat, it counts as a fish, you can't lose it at the end of the boat. Anyway, so what I'm saying is I got that fish onto the pier, I got a photo, even, like, even if this fish didn't want to bite my line, guess what? I'm guessing all the fish never wanted to bite anybody else's line once they found out they were caught, but they probably don't live another day to see it because that fish turned into somebody's meal. Anyway, again, I do not know where I was going with that tangent, but I, I did. I, I, I said what I needed to say. Now, still sticking with uh, Florida, I actually not like got like food poisoning. It was the strangest thing. I had a nice dinner, blah, 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 walking back, side of the road, threw up, walked two more steps, oh, threw up again, thought I was done, nope, threw up again. Now, why do I say that? I know that might be disturbing, but hey, we're keeping it real and honest here. Yes, did I not need to share that? Oh yeah, for sure. But did I? Yes, I did. Anyway, so it was like the weirdest thing. But I was totally fine after. I was like, like even before I was totally fine, after I was totally fine, I was like, I have no idea where that came from, but it happened. But now let's move on. Let's go off some dessert, right? Actually, JK, I, I honest okay, this might be weird, but I'm not a big dessert person. I don't really eat dessert, but my favorite dessert is crumb brulee. If you don't know what that is, um, I'm sorry, but I do not think your taste buds have tasted anything nearly as good as what crumb brulee is. Now, is crumb brulee maybe a basic dessert? No. And don't say that, because it's not. It's like a custard with like a t like sugar that's caramelized and crystallized because you take like a blowtorch to that sugar. Mm, that is the best. So if anyone's looking for a dessert, please try creme brulee. Is it hard to find at restaurants? For sure. It's actually really hard to make creme brulee. Well, not really hard to make creme brulee, but like it takes a long time. Have I made it before? Yes. For my birthday? Yes. Did I make, like, a huge pan for myself for my birthday? Yes. Did I finish that within, like, two days? Yes. Anyway, so I just want to say that I'm I'm still not really, um, we're not really catching up, because that's not really what I've been up to, but, um, it's something. It's something. But what I've been up to, I got to go home for the first time. That was super fun. I got to see, like, my best friend. It was... I, like, forgot how much I missed home. I just missed, like, the familiarity of it and just how, like, relaxed and laid back it is when you're at home and, like, you can finally have, like, not as much responsibility. 
But was I home to watch my brothers? Yes. Did I watch them? I mean, that can be debatable. But they're still alive and healthy and well, so I will call that a success in my book. So I would call that a success in my book. Now, but otherwise, just went home. Um, been doing school, trying to keep up with school, work, the usual, hanging out with friends. Now, I'm sorry, I did not think I'd be talking for this long just about, like, that random stuff, but I did. Now, let's get into the episode, what you guys probably clicked on here for, which is mental health during the holidays, like I said before. So, let's do a recap. Not a recap. But let's just get the dates straight. Yes, did I have to look up these dates? Or one of them. One of them. I did. Thanksgiving falls November 24th, 2022. That one is the one I had to look up. And Christmas lands on December 25th, 2022. Like it does all the years. Now, if um, Thanksgiving falls on November 24th, all years, do not come at me. Okay? Do not come at me. Now. With the holidays, I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like the last end of the month, well, literally, it's like the last two months, maybe three, maybe three if we're pushing it a little bit, but the last two months, also because of the holidays, but just the last two months, you see family more than you see family in the whole entire year. I mean, I feel like that's just my opinion, because Depends on how big your family is, where you guys live, stuff like that. But for me, I feel like I I see family the most within the last two months. It's like way more than the whole, like other, like the whole previous year combined or whatever. But it's great. It's great. I love seeing family. It's always good. But it can get to be a lot. And that's where people's mental health may start to teeter-totter. Now, for me, I definitely get stressed. Am I the parent or the adult that's putting on, like, the Thanksgiving meal or, like, the, the Christmas holiday? No. But any sort of stress, any sort of overwhelmingness, to anybody is so valid during the holidays. I don't care if you're doing the most or the least. If you're stressed, if you're struggling, if you're lonely, if you're sad during the holidays, totally valid. Like, never let anybody invalidate your feelings. Period. The most wonderful time of the year. Now, okay, I'm just lumping, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas into kind of the same thing based on seasons, right? Okay. Glad that we have that out of the way, because the season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, lump that into one, like, the huge holiday season. Yeah. And so, Christmas, yeah, the most wonderful time of the year, maybe for the kids, Santa's coming to town, but for others, you know, it's, it's the opposite, it might, most likely, I mean... It's not the most wonderful time of the year for everybody. It can be the most awful time of the year for most people. You name it. And that's totally okay. And especially if, to begin with, you're not much of a seasonal greetings kind of kind of person, it, it can really be a lot. Um... It really can. And with that, it's like taking care of yourself. Um, Because, like I said, holidays, most wonderful time of the year for Christmas. But the holidays in general can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. You know, some people truly stick to that. They think that the end holiday season, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, most wonderful time of the year. Other people can see the holidays and think of it a very sad, depressing time. Other people can think of it as a very challenging time, very exhausting time. And 
all of those are valid and it's it's a little ignorant to assume that just Christmas and the holidays is the most wonderful time of the year because honestly for a, a lot of people it's not it's not the most wonderful time of the year so this episode is to hopefully shed light on that and give like some tips and and ways to minimize the stress, the anxiety, the depression around the holidays. Um, and again, um, you know, I am not a psychologist, a therapist, an expert by any means. So take everything that I say with a grain of salt, with as much or as little weight, but just know I am not an expert on any of this stuff. This is stuff that I find on the internet or I just have opinions on and what I think. So, um, yeah. Like, if you are struggling and need medical advice and opinions, go to a doctor or a therapist um, or a physician. I think doctors and physicians are the same thing. Yet again, I'm a business major. I don't know. Talk to somebody in the business. I mean... Talk to somebody in the medical industry. Anyway, so just wanted to put that out there again. So that I'm not... It's not confusing. It's clear that I'm not a mental health professional. Or even like a certified professional or whatever it's called. I don't know. So just wanted to say that. So, yes. So now... And... Here's what I, here's what I've came up with when doing prep and brainstorming for what I should say for this episode. I found, and people can correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, you probably can't because it's me talking. If you talk, I am not going to be able to hear you. So, talk out loud by all means. Um, I'm still probably not going to be able to hear you. Next, actually, not next. I was still in the middle of what I was saying. But what I found about holidays is the main, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, I think that the main challenge and the main reason why holidays can be and are so challenging is because it's a disruption, okay? Let me elaborate on what I mean by a disruption. I feel like that word is abrupt is a disruption in and of itself. But let me tell you what I mean by that. So, is a disruption in scheduling. It's a disruption to the rhythm and flow of your life. Not that saying that this is a bad disruption, but it's a disruption, okay? Because with holidays, you know, people want to be with their family. People want to be like, together with their loved ones. And that can cause a disruption because, you know, not all families live in the same place, in the same area, in the same country. You know, it can cause a disruption because of travel. It can cause a disruption because of the stress involved with it, the financial stress, the emotional stress. It can cause a disruption because there's a lot of pressure on holidays. And that can be really tough, too, the pressure. So if you're feeling the pressure, just know that, hey, the holidays, it's just like every other day. Just remember the importance of the holiday. Chill out a little bit. Just know that you're doing the best you can. And just enjoy the day for what it is. That's really all people can ask of you. So, just know your limits and know what you can do. But, anyway, sorry, yes, holidays, disruption. You know, people gotta try to take work off. People gotta reorganize their schedule for a little bit while it's like the holiday season. It's unpredictable. People don't know when other family members can meet. Some people lose family members during this time. 
some people are grieving. You know, it's just what I mean. Holidays are challenging because it's a disruption to to life. Not to life as a whole, but like just to one's everyday routine. I'll say that. Life, I mean, holidays can be a challenging because it's a d- disruption, but a disruption to everyday routine. So, take with that as you will. That's kind of what I think that holidays are. Just disrupt your everyday routine. Which, for me, change, disruption, I don't really like that. I really just like to stick to a schedule and call it a day. I'm like a robot. I know where I need to be, know where I need to go, do what needs to be done, and I'm good. I feel accomplished. Less brain power. I like to be as efficient as possible. Having a schedule for me helps me do that. Whereas if there's a disruption, I'm like, okay, now I need to actually think about how to organize this stuff, how to make the holidays good. And then I start overthinking, putting a lot of pressure. So, you know, sticking to a schedule works wonders. So if you're like me, which, who does like to stick to a schedule, it would be very, very, very beneficial to have, like, a holiday schedule. You have your everyday schedule, your work schedule. You probably have a weekend schedule. I know I do. And then maybe as a uh, tool during this holiday season, create a holiday schedule. Really plan out and be able to anticipate what is coming. So, you know, like those big, like, planner, calendar things where it's, like, massive, like, rectangle of, like, boxes with the days, what I would do is get one of those bad boys, get your pen out, write literally your plans, what you have planned, what you hope to do, and just kind of get a visual. It may look overwhelming at first, but hey, take it one day at a time, start getting pieces in place, and just look at it, soak it in, and prepare yourself That way it doesn't spring up on you and it doesn't, like, totally demolish you and take you down. Prepare for it. Be prepared. Prepare for it. So now I want to get into the ways to cope with your mental health during the holidays. But before I say that, I want to share some statistics. So, my source? A National Alliance on Mental Health Study. It showed that 64 percent of people with mental illness report holidays make their conditions worse. And I do not doubt that for one bit. Like I said, holiday disruption, stressful. Mental illness, mental illness does not like chaos, disorder, and destruction. I feel like you could classify the holidays as disorder, destruction, and, um, disorganization. I forgot which other adjective I said. I don't know what's going on with me today. I feel like I'm going like a million miles per hour right now. But who cares? It's fine. It's fine. We're getting it done. So, next one. According to the American Psychological Association, 38% of people surveyed said their stress increased during the holiday season which can lead to physical illness, depression, anxiety, and substance misuse. The reasons given were lack of time, financial pressure, gift-giving, and family gatherings. Again, I do not doubt this one for one second either. What really struck me, though, was the reasons given. Lack of time. Honestly, the holidays do creep up on you. They do. They creep up on you. And I feel like there's so much that needs to be accomplished within so little time. You know, it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas are back-to-back, and then it goes, like, Halloween, Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday, if you do that, Christmas, New Year's, and then the whole, like, New Year, and then you get that seasonal change. It can, it's really, really, really hard, and it's a lot in a small amount of time. But also lack of time in, like, 
being prepared, doing all this. I feel like there's nobody can be fully prepared for the holidays. And that's just being realistic. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to have like the holidays figured out. So set realistic expectations and just tell yourself like, hey, it is okay if all we do this holiday is get through the holiday. Sometimes that's literally all you can do, right? Being realistic. Now, another reason given was financial pressure, for sure. Finances, it's a main stressor, like, just in life. But on top of that, add, like, the holidays and gift giving. You know, with gifts, material gifts, money needs to be spent. Also, financial pressure in traveling. Traveling costs a lot of money. Plane ride or car ride, it costs a lot of money. The holidays also cost a lot of money, because if you do have to travel, you're also spending money on that, but you got to take work off. If you don't get uh, paid leave, financial pressure. If, especially during COVID, people still recovering from that, and then there's the expectation to have, like, this extravagant Christmas or extravagant holidays, where you drop a ton of money, it's like, that's that's not realistic. You know, people having infinite amount of money and people being able to ju- just um, drop a ton of money for the holidays, it's very unrealistic. And that causes a ton of stress and pressure. And that's another reason in which these participants said their stress increased. And because of their stress increasing, you know, physical illness, like, you can get physically sick from the stress in your life. That's why it's so, so important to take care of yourself, to have self-care. Like, I'm not even joking. Self-care, like, it needs to be implemented in everyday life. I know I could do a better job at it, and I know you can do a better job at it, so maybe that's our New Year's resolution. We give that a go. But the next reason given was, like, gift-giving. Like I said, kind of with financial pressure, but gift-giving. I mean, yes, gifts, material, gift-giving, super fun. As kids, gift-giving, that's why we like Christmas. You get gifts. What kid doesn't like gifts? What human doesn't like gifts? But that definitely causes a lot of stress. And and it's also like, okay, what do you get this person? You know, I obviously you want to get somebody a gift that they like and that they will use. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be going out and spending my own money just for someone to just look at it, throw it away or not even touch it, or use it, it's like, nothing if you're not going to use it, give me my money back, and I'm going to go buy something that I would use. So, in that sense, on the other side, if you do receive something from someone, just know they worked hard to get that money, and to give you a gift. Like, that is very kind and generous of them, like, but try to use that gift. Gift giving goes two ways. If you If you receive a gift, and you don't give a gift, you can still, you still have another end to uphold from the gift giving. So that other end is to use the gift and to put their gift to use. So take with that as you will. The last reason given is family gatherings. Family can, can cause many stress. Family gatherings can cause many stress. Unwanted drama can come up. Um, gossip, past mistakes, and the holidays. As much as it's so great being with your family, it can also have the opposite effect. It can cause others to rehash the past. Now, I I would like a, a mellow, fun family gathering, not a rehashing old old broken promises kind of things giving or Christmas. Like I I don't need that in my life. But family gatherings can be 
very stressful. Also impressing your family. You know, whether that be with gifts, whether that be with, I don't know, your cooking for Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't know. There's just a lot, like, in school, impressing your family for what you do with school, for your job, for this or that, next phases in life. Family gatherings also have a lot of pressure on them because if you care about your family, um, you want to impress them. Putting a lot of stress on that also can be bad for you. But with all this stuff, just know your limits. What, what I would do is, let's say financial pressure, problems, troubles, set a price limit of money that you can spend for everyone in general, and then break that down into, okay, how much of this money can go towards family, friends, acquaintances, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, really just set realistic expectations. You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Because just know you're doing your best and that's the best you can do. You can't go beyond your best. So, cut yourself a little slack, will ya? Now, some ways to minimize and cope with mental health during the holidays. I said it before, practice self-care. You know, take a warm bath, have some hot cocoa with the mini marshmallows, get some whipped cream in there and a candy cane. I don't like that peppermint hot chocolate like that. Sounds very good. Cuddle up with a cozy blanket and watch a movie. Call a friend. Read a book. Literally do nothing for one day. Honestly, though, people will say, oh, yeah, it sounds so great to do nothing for the whole day. But honestly, that can also be like torture. I don't know. For me, I'm like, if you, if somebody told me to do nothing all day, I could not do that. I don't know about you, but I could not do that. I put so much pressure on myself to do like things at a million miles per hour. I'm like, okay, so you need to do this, 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 this. You need to have this done. You need to do. I give myself at a lot of times, I give myself more than I can handle. And I think this ties directly into like, the stress and the mental health in your holidays. Like, I feel that we often, especially during the holidays, give ourselves too much that we can, like, possibly physically do. We set our expectations so high that we don't think realistically we're not able to accomplish those goals. And it's not our fault. It's not our fault. But... What needs to change is just the expectations. But, yeah, if someone said do nothing all day, for some people that sounds like heaven. For some, that sounds like the total opposite of heaven. For me, I cannot, that does not sound like heaven to me. I, because I put so much pressure on myself. I want to be doing stuff. At all times, I like to keep myself busy. I don't like to just sit and do nothing because then my thoughts take over, overthinking, overthinking, oh, am I lonely, oh, am I bored, or what was going on? I don't like that. So I'd rather just be busy. But, yeah, so I keep myself busy. So practice self-care. However your self-care looks for you, do it. Do what your self-care looks like for you. And know your limits and know what it does look for you. And... Know your expectations and set them reasonably. Because if we can start now to have a successful holiday season, we need to do what needs to be done. And for that, the first step may be setting realistic expectations. You know, maybe it is, I just can't give gifts. Hey, no shame. And if anything, way to like know that before, way to... Have that down and stick to it. It'll be better for you in the long run. Now, next. Way to cope with mental health. Set and stick to a schedule. Like I said, the holidays are a disruption. In order to combat a disruption for me, it's to stick to a schedule and to disrupt the disrupt. And by that, that would be like sticking to a schedule and to a plan. Okay, so stick to a schedule. Like I said, feel free to create a holiday schedule. Please do that. That actually could benefit a lot. 
of people, and it probably could benefit me too. So I actually might need to take my own advice and set a holiday schedule. Next, set your holiday expectations to where they are manageable. Like I said, be realistic in your goals. If you can set yourself up for success now, do it. And by setting yourself up for success now, it means setting expectations that are attainable. Next, look to the present and future and do not dwell on the past. Don't look at other past holidays be like, oh my gosh, they were so good. I need to, I need to go above and beyond that one. I need to create the most memorable holiday season. It's like, you don't need to do anything. All you need to do is just do, live. Sometimes it, it looks different. Everybody's best looks different for everybody. But also don't dwell on the past because look at the present. You know, we're going into the holiday season. If you've had all bad holiday seasons, give yourself a clean slate. Like, hey, okay, I'm going into a new, a new holiday season. This will bring out so much for me. Let's... Let's really get into it. Let's make the most of it. Don't let the past define and determine your present. Now, be mindful of who you spend your time with. Now, I also think this is just in life. Be mindful of who you spend your time with because, uh, like I said, if I met four of your friends or your best friends or whoever you hang out with, I know a lot about you. So, Especially during the holidays, be around people that are positive and that support you and that are uplifting. Not people that tell you, oh, you need to make the holidays the best they can be. Oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Oh, you're a failure if, you know, you're not able to buy, to spoil your children or to spoil your friends. It's like, that's unrealistic. That makes you feel like crap if you can't do that. Because realistically, people don't have unlimited money. Okay, so... Be mindful of who you spend your time with. But that's just like in life. Who do you spend your time with and and what's the outcome of that? Do you feel good after you hang out with them or do you feel bad? If you feel bad, they're not worth your time, leave. If you feel good, they're worth your time, good for you. Good people in your life. If they cause you more stress, then it's time for you to say goodbye. So, next is... Start saying no to things that do not benefit you. And sometimes you got to be selfish. For me, I'm a people pleaser. I'm starting to try to get better. But yeah, people pleasing, man, that's... Yeah, saying no, mm, I don't know how many times I've said no in my life. I need to be better. We all need to be better at saying no. But just to say no, it takes a lot of strength. But to implement the word no... That will definitely help with your mental health. Because oftentimes, people that like to people please, a.k.a. me, when by saying yes adds to our mental health, adds to the stress, it's like, oh. And then, looking back, it's like, why did we say yes? Oh, we didn't want to, like, disappoint them. And then, who ends up disappointed? Us. We end up disappointed because instead of using the time to be with family and friends, we already had another obligation we said yes for. It's like, you know, just say no and stick to your limits and boundaries. If someone asks you, I don't know, to make the turkey for Thanksgiving, you're like, well, I'd love to help out, but, like, realistically, like, I don't have the time or the energy for that. Um, I don't have the means to do that. I honestly am really stressed this year. It would not be good for my mental health. Just be honest and upfront. So, maybe... Say no to that turkey. Say no to that turkey. Next, seek professional help if you need it. This one, my favorite one, seek professional help changes your life, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Seeking professional help, obviously, me, I'm not a professional. Like I said, I do not claim to be a professional, and I am not a professional. So, you know, if there is no shame at all, in admitting that you need help. I said it before and I'll say it again. Asking for help makes you strong, like, so incredibly strong, like, it's unbelievable. 
it's like you are able to identify a weakness of yours and you are able to humble yourself enough to be like, okay, you know what? This is a weakness that I have and this is causing me to lose quality in my life. It takes strength to admit that you need help and to humble yourself and to say, hey, okay, I've identified a place where I do need help and I'm struggling a little bit. How can I, you know, improve my quality of life? How can I get better? You know, I'm struggling right now. That makes you so strong. And seek professional help. You know, therapists, they can't say anything. Doctors can't say anything. Patient, uh, client, therapist confidentiality or something like that. So just know you're in good hands and it's so worth it. You know, nobody's judging you for reaching out. Like, therapists, like, that is their job. You know, they are the last people to judge. And it's also in their job to not judge or to not, like, show judgment. So, I really like that. But, seek professional help if you need it. Because that's what professionals are there for. They're people that are professional in the area of maybe the stress or counseling, um, prescribing medication. That's what they went to school for. So, obviously, they know a little bit or two about it. So, really, if you need help or outside help, look into that. Look into that. It does not hurt to try. It doesn't hurt to try. But if you need it, 100% go and do it. Next, just don't put too much pressure on the holidays. At the end of the day, the holidays is just like a term we have for like the end of the year. Honestly, I don't know. Don't put too much pressure on it. You're still living life. I don't know what more you can say. Don't just don't make a big deal out of it. It can be a big deal. Make as big of a deal you want as you will. But just know the holidays is just a word for a type of season. Pretty much it. Two days that are important. You know, if you can't see family, you know, it, it can be lonely. But at the end of the day, set realistic expectations and don't put too much pressure on it. Next, avoid social media. This is just like everyday life. Social media is toxic and, you know, not all the time, but it can be very toxic. Especially during the holidays, you scroll through Instagram. Oh man, I'm seeing everybody that I know. They're with their family. They traveled this place. They're doing this. Oh my gosh, they're having so much fun. Then you're like, oh, I'm just sitting here cleaning my house. I'm feeling a little lonely. You know, can't be with my family for the holidays. Poor me. You wallow. That doesn't help anybody. Maybe it helps the other person because you get a like from 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 that, but it doesn't really help anybody. So especially loneliness, if you're feeling lonely, sad, depressed, anxious, just try not to pick up the phone. It, it's actually really hard. You know, it's almost like second nature. Oh, work. What's, what should my hands do? Grab my phone. That's actually very unhealthy. I need to also work on that. But it's like, just try to avoid social media. Because social media is the glamorized version of life. It's, it's the glamorized, the best of the best of life. No, life is not that. Life has ups and downs and challenges, struggles, trials. But Instagram doesn't really show that for the majority of it. So just know you're getting, like, the best of the best. You're not getting their feelings. You can interpret them. If they're smiling, you can interpret their feelings as, oh, they're happy, stuff like that. But chances are, not chances are, but you don't even know whether they are. It's easy to put on a smile. But, it's yeah, it's easy to put on a smile, but it's hard to fake the feeling. So, take that with what you will. And instead of going on social media, read a book, watch a movie, do a puzzle. I want to get back into puzzles. I actually have never been like a big puzzler, but um, 
Puzzles are honestly very therapeutic and relaxing, so I recommend puzzling to all. And it's very fun. It's very rewarding once you get the puzzle, but then it feels like your reward goes in the trash because then it's like, oh, you finished the puzzle, now what, you look at it for like one minute, take a photo, post it on Instagram, who even looks, who even cares, and then you mess it all up again and and wait till the next time you have the ambition to do a puzzle, am I right? Next. Remind yourself that it's okay if all you do for the holidays is just get the broom. I said that before, but it's so true. You gotta do your best, but like I said, everybody's best looks so different. And for the holidays, sometimes all you can do is just just to get through them. Not even going above and beyond. Not even celebrating. Sometimes all you need to do is just let the minutes, the hours, and the days pass by that you're done with the holiday season for 2022, and you're on to 2023. Sometimes that's all you can do is to just hold it together until it's over. But that's the realistic expectations of it. Last coping. Take time for yourself and do all your favorites. Treat yourself. Romanticize your life. Set up this time, maybe the sad and lonely time, to make it fun. You know, go watch your favorite movie. Go make your favorite meal. Treat yourself. Go buy yourself a Christmas gift. Maybe splurge a little bit, but not too much to where you're broke. But take time. Do all your favorite things. Maybe like sledding. Go sled by yourself. Who cares? If you're at the sledding hill with all families, whatever. Romanticize your life a little bit. Everybody could use that. So if you know, and if your mental health starts to starts to get a little shaky during the holiday season, know that you are not alone. A lot of people feel the way you do. And now I don't know how you feel, but I do know a lot of people feel that way. And yeah, just set realistic expectations and goals. Now let's get to the questions because... Um, I always like to do questions. So, yeah. So, we only have one question today, but it's a good question. And whoever wrote this, thank you. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say it on here, but I appreciate the question because this led me to do a whole nother episode focused around this question. So, thank you. I, I do really appreciate that because it also gives me more stuff to talk about. And I love to talk. You know, or else I wouldn't have a podcast. So, the question is, best way to overcome seasonal depression? Now, the next episode or the episode after that is all about seasonal depression. It's often known as seasonal affective disorder, which is SAD, S-A-D. It's a type of depression, and... It's triggered by a change of seasons. It most commonly begins in late fall. Symptoms include feeling of loneliness, sadness, lack of energy, loss of interest in um, usual activities, oversleeping and weight gain. Treatments include light therapy, talk therapy, and antidepressants. And all that information was from the Cleveland Clinic. I'm citing my sources. My English professors would be so proud of me. The best way to overcome the seasonal depression. Like it said there, the treatments. I mean, and like I said, sometimes the best way to get through something is to literally just get through it. But obviously, that can be last scenario. So, some ways for seasonal depression... And, like I said, a whole nother episode will be on it. But I'm just going to kind of keep it brief here. So then I don't give out all the good juicy secrets and tips for the next episode. But bright light therapy, that helps. I've actually heard of that before this. And so it's pretty much where it's like you expose yourself to artificial light to, to help keep one circadian rhythm on track. So it's pretty much... Okay, I may be completely off, but it's almost like sun tanning, but you're not tanning, but you're taking that light and it allows you to keep your circadian rhythm on track. Look up the photos. I mean, in my head, it kind of sounds like tanning, but you're not getting tan. You're getting the benefits of the, the, the light. 
So you pretty much sit in front of this light box 20 to 30 minutes. So by sitting in front of the light box for 20 to 30 minutes a day, it will result in a, in a chemical change. Um, and it helps boost your mood, alleviate symptoms of seasonal depression, and it just gives you more serotonin because seasonal depression, I think it's, uh, I might be wrong. I don't have a source for this, but I think it's the neurotransmitter serotonin. I'm really not sure, but I think, uh, it's like a lack of serotonin. Anyway, that is what Mayo Clinic says, not the part about the serotonin and neurotransmitter, but about the light therapy. Next, Dawn Simulators. Okay, now at first I was like, because these are just kind of the treatments for this. At first I was like, what is this? But once I saw the photos, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen those. Okay, that's all I want to say. But anyway, it's like, devices are like alarm clocks, but instead of waking you up, like, without loud, like, obnoxious, like, alarm beeping, it's like a gradual, nice, um, alarm. It has a light in it. It's like, oh, the light's coming up, the sun's coming up. Anyway, I don't have one of these, but I'm kind of interested in to see what these things are all about. Maybe I should do that and let you guys know. But I do have the obnoxious alarm because it takes me a long time to wake up. And if it's nice and calming, oh, I will fall right back asleep. It was bad. First few weeks of college. Sometimes I would sleep through my alarm. But that's a that's a story for another time. Um, Another way to cope to get through antidepressants. And like I said, looking for treatments, therapy, medication, no shame at all. No shame at all. If you do need medication or therapy, you honestly need to do what you need to do. And if people have a problem with that, that's their problem. They can go deal with it themselves. But you know, if you do have a problem and seasonal depression is really hitting you harder than normal, you're dealing with your problem, you getting help, Seeking out medication. That, that's, that's strong and tough and honorable. Next, aromatherapy. Another nice remedy. Setting a schedule. Having a schedule, sticking to a schedule during the different seasons definitely helps. I'm feeling that the season changes already. Right now, like, I'm like exhausted. But we'll, we will get more into the seasonal depression in the next episode. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for the questions, because pretty much best way to overcome seasonal depression. I'll talk more about that in the next episode, but the best way is to find whatever remedy, whatever coping skills work for you, um, setting a schedule, being around people, and going easy on yourself. Honestly, that'd probably be my best advice. But like I said, if you need more, Better advice, medical professional advice, go to a medical professional and not me. So, yeah, again, that's pretty much all I have for the episode. I really appreciate you guys for listening. This definitely went a little longer than I thought this would go, but that's great. But anyway, I appreciate you guys for listening and make sure to hit the bell icon for like on Spotify to rate and review the podcast. You can rate it on Spotify and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow the Instagram at the Nest Podcast with Estella. Make sure to keep up with the questions and stuff like that. Anyway, I will see you guys Next Tuesday, I hope if I have the motivation to record another episode, but do not get your hopes up because the seasons are changing. But I will do my best and that's all I can do. And with that being said, until next time.